0: This is Tech News Today for Thursday, July 14th, 2011. Tech News Today is brought to you by Hover.com. Hover is domain registration and management that's simple. Make your email address part of your personal brand with a new email address from Hover. Get yours today at tnt.hover.com. Welcome to Tech News Today. I'm Tom Merritt. I'm Sarlene. I'm Maya Zactor. Joining us from Utah is not Wilfred Brimley. It's not one of the Osmonds. It's it Scott be. Johnson. Because <laughs> that's it.
2: That's all three. Hello,
3: what is it? My not brothers, Mitt One
1: third the population of Utah is here.
2: All right. <laughs> That's right. The How
1: did you know Wilfred Brimley was from Utah? Scott, he has a oh, uh, he see. has
2: a huge uh, ranch in Hurricane, Utah. It is this big, expansive place with cows it's and as horses. As big as his
3: mustache, I hear. Yeah,
2: yeah. E- even bigger, I've heard. Wow.
1: Welcome deserves.
0: to the show, Mr. Jots. Good to have you back. Uh, Thank you. We'll start off with some googly news. Google's earnings uh, call just finished up a mere 30 or so minutes ago. And uh, the earnings were great, if you care about that stuff. $9.02 billion in revenue. That beats the analyst expectations of just around $9 billion. Uh, they also did $2.51 billion in net income, again, beating analyst expectations. Uh, they also spent, more than analysts expected them to, which I guess is not a big deal if uh, if you make all that revenue. Although, during the call, they kept going back to what they're spending money on and trying to emphasize, we're being responsible, even though we're spending a lot of money. Uh, they hit it when they, they talked about projects, and they said, look, these self-driving cars and things, they are not distracting our focus. They are not taking away too much money. They are less than 1% of what we do. You know, We're, we're focused on the important things. Uh, they talked about the fact that uh, the retention is working, they're paying people more, and, and they had that was a big deal last earnings call, because they had tossed out all these bonuses. Yeah. They said, more of the people than ever want to work at Google, and more people than ever are staying at Google. Uh, and then uh, they said, we don't do things that we don't think will generate really big success over time. So they just hammered that over and over and over. Uh, some other numbers, Google Plus number came out, 10 million members. Uh, this is the official Google word now, 10 million members, over 1 billion items shared per day, and the plus one button served 2.3 times around... 2.3 million times around the web per
1: day. Holy crap. Uh, 10 million... What was the number the other day um, that people were, I mean, it was just a couple of days ago that they the, were saying, are we Paul, at 7 million Yeah,
0: Paul yet? Allen from Ancestry was trying to kind of back it out. I, I was, remember it was 4 point something million for the United States. Yeah,
3: he was using the U.S. census, census data using uh, comparing to the uh, surnames, and he figured there would be 10 million people by, I think, Tuesday, and then it's going to pass some crazy number later. So, But we know now it's 10 million people. Uh, and and what's going on, if you guys are paying attention to the stocks, Google's up like 12.5% right now in after hours trading. That's crazy. which is huge twelve and a half percent. It's like sixty bucks.
2: That's Do you huge. guys suppose the the ten million number was the was really what pushed the stock market over and made them go whoa? Look at Google. No, it's the revenues. It's the nine point oh two hmm. billion in revenue. Uh,
0: and they beat expectations. And beating so that's expectations. A big one. Huge revenue and beating already a huge number. I think, I
1: think yeah. Everyone was bracing themselves for hey uh, Google Plus. Google's getting a lot of really good press right now. People are sort of excited about the future, but the revenue is expected to take a hit because they're investing so much in new technology, but things look pretty good.
0: YouTube numbers they, they made a big deal out of 303 I'm sorry 3 billion daily views talked about the royal wedding live broadcast getting 100 million. Uh, I guess that happened in the in the last 3 months uh, so that's part of this quarterly an- estimation and Android activations per day way up at and 550,000 Android activations per day according to Larry Page. Uh, last time we got a number was back in May at Google I/O when they said it was 400,000. So it it keeps rising around wow, the world. That There's, is
1: incredible.
0: I mean, you got a lot of... This is a worldwide number, uh, mm-hmm. but
3: it's... Yeah, I mean,
0: yeah, I and I were kind of... I'm
1: like 16, half a million ra- per day? What,
3: 16 million, uh, over 16 million a month, if this is actually accurate, over a span of a month. And I was like, is there that many Android devices being sold? And Tom, you were explaining that maybe it's just being activated. So if you resold an Android well, phone... Yeah, or or I, if you're
4: I, or rooting things. or romming your phone, you're you, you're starting, starting from scratch activate, every single right? time. And that number to right? me just seemed really big. But I don't know yeah, if that like, counts into
0: here. Well, even, with, even if that's the case, because remember, they're saying 550 million activations mm-hmm. not sales right uh, so you have to take that into account right. but even if that's the case even if you take away used phones rooted phones reactivations
4: and the majority of the people are is, buying new phones yeah rooting roaming is definitely still a low number in the total yeah. number of android devices out there so well yeah. they're
3: doing it every day yeah. So every two hours. It may that's not,
4: rude. might not be as mind numbing of a number,
0: but it's a big number and it's yeah. con- continuing to go in the in the right direction. So Google's gonna be around for a while, if you're wondering.
1: Yeah. Spotify Google, not dead yet.
0: Yeah. So if you're worried about Google, <laughs> relax. Spotify uh, has finally come to the United States Yay. and the rest of the world can stop hearing us bitch about the fact that we don't have Spotify and hate us because now we have uh, Spotify and Hulu, haha. Ha. Netflix. Mm-hmm. Uh, Spotify's US launch has three tiers. It's really confusing what you get, though. Now, here's the way it breaks down: You have to be invited into the free version. PC Mag talked to Spotify, and a Spotify representative told them that the free version is unlimited streaming right now, which is different than Europe, where you have 20 hours per month for the first six months and a limit of five plays per tracks. But that unlimited free version will go away within a few weeks, in a very few weeks. We don't know what that is. Some places we're reporting as much as six months, but we don't know how long you'll get free unlimited streaming so
1: six months is not in fact correct because that is what i heard this morning too that
0: i have not seen a quote from spotify to Mm, that effect i have seen a quote from spotify to pc mag Uh, i haven't gotten a response from spotify about this personally so the best we have is the quote from pc mag
2: saying in a very few weeks now scott are you even into spotify yet Well, you and I were talking before the show that uh, I I had said that I was supposed to get a bunch of invites, and I hadn't got them. So right before you guys called me, I did a quick check of my spam folder, just thinking maybe something snuck by. (laughs) I had eight invites in my spam folder. So people, if you're not, if you think you're supposed to get an invite from somebody, check your spam on Gmail just in case if you're using Gmail, because I don't know how, but for whatever reason, they went straight there. So I am at the point where I'm ready to download the client. I haven't used it yet.
3: Google Conspiracy? They want you to use Google Music? No. Maybe. It's probably just that you got so many at one time. From yeah. one company, I was playing with uh, Spotify earlier it kind of just i 've been using Groove Shark for this kind of thing, just streaming a lot of audio, but uh, Groove Shark has some questionable legality and uh, Spotify 's got a huge library fifteen million uh, songs so I, I found things on there that i couldn 't find on Groove Shark, things like smashing Pumpkins. that for some reason that band has gone after Groove Shark in the past, I guess so it, I, I think it 's kind of neat i don 't know how, what do you guys think
0: uh, well before, before I get into to what we think we 'll do a roundtable quick on that. I want to finish up the, the tiers so we oh. talked, we talked about the free. Tiers. Uh, you can get in without an invite temporarily by starting by creating a UK account with a UK zip code, then go to the US site, pretend like you're signing up for a premium account. Uh, And then don't finish the premium account, but continue on to Spotify, and you'll be logged in with a U.K.-based account in the U.S. that allows you to have an account that is U.S.-based, and you can change all the preferences. That's according to uh, Gizmodo. I haven't tried it, so buyer beware uh, or hacker beware. Uh, But the other way to get in without an invite is to pay. So if you pay $5 uh, for the set, you know, the first tier up, you get in without an invite, and you don't get any ads. There's ads playing in the free version. And eventually, when the unlimited goes away in the free version, you'll have unlimited if you're paying the $5 a month. If you pay $10 a month, you not only get unlimited and no ads, but you also get access offline, including
4: on their mobile apps. And higher quality stream as well, right? I, I is that right? I the highest tier is better quality. I tried to
3: switch it. It so said you need to be a premium user to get higher quality audio. Mm-hmm.
1: It's kind of interesting the way that this is rolled out. It's like, do you want to pay $10 a month? We're ready for you. Or invite yeah. only for the free ad-supported version. Well, it's a way, like to,
0: it. way to get people to pay.
1: Well, it's a way to get people to pay, but it's not a, a regular rollout. It usually goes the other way.
0: Yeah, well, they know with you the get amount people of and then you make hype them around Spotify that they're like, wait I a guess, minute, we don't need true. to build up interest. Totally true.
4: makes a lot of sense, too. I mean, people were selling Google Plus invites on eBay. So obviously, you know, people think it's worth it to pay a little something to get into a service to check it out. <laughs> Yeah, don't buy a Spotify invite on yet Yeah, don't. <laughs> just pay for the monthly fee if you're going to go that far. That's just ridiculous.
0: Yes. All right, so I, as you played around with it, the, and what did you think?
3: I, I like the interface. Uh, I like the integration with, well, on, on Mac OS ten you can actually use the, the keys. I uh, like the plus, uh, the uh, play button, the, the forward button, so it's actually integrated into there, versus using like a web service like uh, Amazon Cloud Player. That doesn't work with, with these buttons. So it's, it seemed pretty robust. I mean, I don't see what the hype is so, uh, what it's about right now, because maybe I haven't tried it out long enough. Well, for from everyone i've
0: talked to the hype was that you got a free tier and nobody else gave you a free tier and that's right. true of audio that's true of mog mm-hmm. here uh you don't you don't get a free tier that allows you to create playlists and do stuff which you do in
3: spotify then but, again
1: some of the audio users who are trying the free tier complain oh these ads are so ugly and awful so well, it's like
3: it's very very pandora like like three or four give songs in you get an ad you just you barely notice it and you just keep going it mm-hmm. just sounds like it's, it's not bad at all. The audio quality is really good, I think. Even the free tier was pretty good. So I, do, we
2: know, I, do we know what the, the kilobytes per second is on
4: the audio quality at all? 64-bit,
2: 128, what do we know about the lower, the ad-supported tier? I'm going to look.
4: I don't know. I, I mean, I listened very briefly to just a couple of quick songs, and it was certainly better than 64. I would guess somewhere at least 128, if not a little bit higher. Uh, it, was total, it sounded good to me but i don't know so the number
2: that's plenty good for like a Total, you know, if you need something in your channel. car you're mm-hmm. running over your stereo or whatever i'm already doing that over bluetooth so i'm but already losing But if you have like control. a Sonos
1: mm-hmm. system and you're going to use spotify through Sonos then obviously you'd want a higher quality so right. they definitely right. have people who would be like we need the best quality tier so mm-hmm. we'll we'll chip in a few more bucks and it
0: has some nice iTunes integration stuff if you the only reason i use iTunes is inertia at this point because i've got all my playlists set up in there i've got all my music managed in there mm-hmm. uh, and and it's it's got some nice integration. They're not the first to do it, but you have playlists carried over. You have your entire iTunes library carried over. Uh, and the playlist thing is the big thing for me. If If I decide to stay with Spotify, I might start managing my playlist that I manage in iTunes in Spotify instead. And I can actually use Spotify to manage my music. On my mobile devices as well as on my computer.
3: Well, mm-hmm. according to Wikipedia, the the free stuff is around 160 kilobits per second, and the and the pay stuff is 320 kilobits per second. There you go. But that's they're using really a they're using a version of Vorbis, so that's why it's not technically 160.
0: Now, a couple mm-hmm. other ways to get in uh, that we didn't mention: uh, Clout had a way to get in which you use but this that's morning. that's crashed right. under the weight if, if
3: you use clout it's a way to see your i guess your influence on twitter and they have these little perks every now and then if you just if you went in this morning you'd see this little uh, i guess inbox notification saying hey look there's something for you to check out and it was spotify and i saw it all over twitter this morning so i went ahead and, and signed up and if you got five people to sign up using your link you had a premium account for free for a while So it's kind of a neat thing, but that was, I think, crushed within about an hour or two.
0: And Motorola Mobility uh, announced that they are the exclusive launch partner for mobile for Spotify. So they plan to offer their customers early access to the service, uh, and they'll be launching a number of marketing campaigns there. So if you have a Motorola phone, Motorola tablet, might keep your eyes open there if you haven't got an invite that way as well. Let's move on to Microsoft ditching Windows. Nilay Patel, uh, writing at thisismynext.com, uh, <laughs> referring to what phone senior vice president Andy Lee said at the Worldwide Partner Conference uh, earlier this week. We talked about this on Tuesday mm-hmm. regarding the Xbox code, about their idea of a single ecosystem for PCs, phones, tablets, and even the TV. Nilay brought that up again and said, look. He, he pointed out a time frame that perfectly lines up with both the end of the Xbox 360's 10-year life cycle and the end of Windows 8 expected three-year run would be exactly in the next four years, which is what Lee said. So maybe after Windows 8, the next version of Windows is the same operating system across the Xbox, your desktop, your ARM device, your tablet, and possibly even your phone, although they've they've said in the past that the phone is a different device and it shouldn't be part of this ecosystem. And he also points out that they've heard some sources saying that Microsoft is considering ditching the Windows brand in favor of something new,
2: when they went to this single ecosystem, hmm. is this? I don't know how much this ties into the the word we heard not long ago that 360 games would be playable natively in Windows 8. Um, that's an interesting uh, foray into moving those two platforms uh, to a more unified product. Um, but it still, to me, seems like we're still talking about scaling a huge product like Windows, <clears throat> which takes a whole lot of space in terms of storage and, and other sort of capacities. And then you've got to shrink that down into a phone and then sort of halfway it to a game console. And it doesn't seem like that's actually making a whole lot of sense to me. It seems like what they're really saying is the underlying core technologies, maybe in the same way Apple used to tout that OS X was basically the basis of iOS. They don't really do that now. But, but when they were doing that, it kind of made sense. It's like, all right, well, we have this common tech. It's already strong and secure and and well-worn. And so we'll just spread it out to our other products. I feel like that's probably all they're really saying here. I doubt we're going to see you know, one OS fits all and one update fits all and that sort of thing. That just seems crazy to me.
1: Imagine what would have to happen at Microsoft itself, too. I mean, internally, to the way that their department structure is laid out. who, who was our guest the other day who was, like, um, talking about how uh, he had spoke to a Microsoft employee about the mobile division? And the guy was like, wow, we don't talk to those people. I well, mean,
0: and that's a problem that Microsoft is trying to solve. Maybe this is an indication that they're actually trying to fix those issues. Maybe those
1: maybe divisions. so, but, I mean, that is quite a, a restructure overhaul. I mean, pretty much everybody I know who works at Microsoft talks about, I mean, there are many perks and a lot of good things about the company, but that they really don't know most of the people they work with, and they never interact with them, and it would just, I don't know, it sounds like a big undertaking for the company.
3: And we got a voicemail by somebody, somebody who wondered if the 360 would run Windows, and we were talking about how difficult it would be porting uh, the actual basis of Windows onto a different processor because they rewrote Windows for ARM and it runs on Intel, but if this is actually lined up with a different time, when there's yeah. a new version of the 360, and there's a new you know, set of uh, Windows 9 or whatever it is, they could unify that with one processor again. They don't have to keep rewriting the code for every single different processor, so it makes more sense in the long term to do something like this. If they were going to do it at all, because a lot of their stuff, uh, at least superficially, has started to look like each other. Windows Media Center influences uh, the Zoom. The Zoom influences Windows Phone. It's slowly, at least in the, on the uh, graphical user interface, it's coming together. Well, so maybe and, the back that's, end. That's be that the same tiled
0: thing. overlay that we saw as part of Windows mm-hmm. 8. I see very possibly being, you know, and, and, and taking into account what it's, what Scott said about, I just can't see them having the exact same operating system on all these devices. That's absolutely true. You're not going to do that. You have different requirements. But having a similar enough architecture that you could move some applications from one to the other, uh, and that overlay for Windows 8, that, that sort of, you know, tile-based interface... Because it's HTML5 that mm-hmm. you put all of your, your applications in means if I have an application that I've written in HTML5 for the Xbox, it's going to run on my desktop. It's going to run on Windows Phone. I see where the the underlying operating system may be different, but the the sort of like floating on top operating system is able to execute apps across the platforms, save them into the cloud, pick them up across platforms, and I could see them dropping the name Windows in talking about that operating system I think Windows Microsoft never gets rid of anything except, that's a bit like except that that a bit like Bob. a browser
2: it's like a browser <laughs> but but that
0: you way. but I say but I th- I think Microsoft says we're gonna call that something else Windows will right. still be down there underneath and mm-hmm. you can still get to it and use mm-hmm. it when you need to the way program manager didn't go away until in fact, I might have still been around in Windows XP, but it, it definitely is gone now in Windows 7. You could still get to Windows 2 and 3's program manager in Windows 98 in case you wanted it. But that was not, you know, you, did, you didn't pay attention to that. That was not the theme anymore. I could see that being the road they go down.
2: Yeah, to me, it's a bit like a browser. You build a robust engine for a browser but then you're running things like flash on top of that or other you know javascript or other things on top of that browser and if they create an architecture that that except in this one you could run a browser on it right exactly you can do it's a much it'd be a much more complex and certainly a more system-wide kind of system but having that infrastructure in place and being able to handle an upper layer of sort of robust application i think that sounds great it seems like a great way to unify those devices all right, I got something else great for you.
0: We're going to take a break and thank our sponsor, Hover.com. Hover makes domain, re- domain name registration simple. I did it today. Uh, I went and found that TomMerritt.ca, TomMerritt.co.uk were available. Snapped them up. Didn't have to wade through 500 different questions about this and that thing that I want. It was very fast, very simple, very cheap. Uh, they don't try to sell you a ton of services. They have a new no-hold policy for customer service calls Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 8 p.m. Eastern, you get a live person. And... They've started a new service to give you personal email addresses. And this works really well, too. If you go to tnt.hover.com and put in your name, it will give you a listing of suggested email addresses. That It's really smart. Whatever whatever code they ran, you can spell my name with <laughs> a w. w if you want. <laughs> That's
1: fine. Tom
0: so, <laughs> so I own all these domains, tommerritt.com, tommerritt.biz, right? So those aren't going to be available. But check it out. It looks at Tom Merritt and says, well, okay, you could have an email address that's tom at merit.net tom at merit.ws tom at tom merit.co uh, it, it, and it gives you a long list of stuff that you can buy to get not only the domain but a mailbox or maybe several mailboxes so you can have a personalized email address uh, that makes you look more professional especially if you're a consultant or a freelancer real estate agent people who change jobs frequently you just want to have something branded to yourself that looks professional check it out tnt.hover.com I was really impressed with how well well, that search did.
1: It's also a good time. You know, It used to be a, if anything wasn't .com or maybe .net, it was like no one was really going to use it. Now everyone's all over the place.
3: It's the Wild West. Yeah.
1: yeah. So it's, it's kind of cool to get a weird one.
0: Right. Let's take a uh, – th- and we thank Hover for their support of Tech News today. Let's uh, let's move on to brain tumors. Uh, what study, about them? study published in the American Journal of Epidemiology has found that people who used a cell phone for 11 to 15 years were – we no more likely to develop an acoustic neuroma, that's a non-cancerous brain tumor, than people who have been using cell phones for either a shorter period of time or haven't been using cell phones at all. They looked at 2.8 million Danish adults here. Now, these are non-cancerous tumors, but they're still important to figuring out things about cancer, right?
3: Uh, I, I I don't know. I keep seeing this stuff because I'm I'm always going back and forth on this. We keep seeing stories. You're gonna get. You're gonna have a tumor. You're not gonna have a tumor with with uh, cell phones. And there's there's they, this study saying that there needs to be further studies still because they don't know how long. Well, no, what they're saying
0: is it's important to study because these. T- tumors typically grow in the areas where more energy is emitted from the cell phone and absorbed by humans. So there's sort of telltale signs of of seeing an effect. And as you piece these things together in this huge jigsaw puzzle of whether cell phones cause cancer, this is an important data point.
3: But wasn't the the fact that the acoustic neuromas take a very long time for them to act kind of important on this? Because they only checked people (coughs) for 11 to 15 years of cell phone usage, and the study was saying that it would take a much longer time to see the real effects of this. Like, it could take multiple decades. Yeah, I mean, 15
1: years, you could still get an acoustic neuroma Mm -hmm. because you're using your cell phone and you got your first cell phone in 1999, let's say. And it might be, if you were part of this Dutch study, it just might not show up. But it does lead people to uh, to, um, the conclusion
3: that... Well, I mean, the thing is, I don't think this is going to stop the controversy, right? There's going to be this constant argument of, okay... This is the latest study that says that this this is not going to cause a tumor. Now, this tumor isn't cancerous. Uh, Scott, do you think this is going to end all
2: conversation about whether cell phones and cancer or tumors are even related? No, but it's going to start the conversation about: Am I going to get hip cancer? Because ninety-nine percent of the time, my phone's right there. Like I don't even I, I rarely talk on my phone. It's mostly a data device for me, and so they're not even looking at my hip, uh, but they need to. But no, I think it. I think if anything. This will just spur on the conversation. And we know that 10 years is not a huge amount of time to get enough data to make... You know, really firm sort of conclusions about this data. So we probably need more time. But I think this is probably a, a bit of good news for those who think it's uh, you know that that the the crowd that gets really loud about getting cancer from cell phones they're going to be glad that that's going to be quieted down maybe just a little bit. But this is but not even a cancerous
1: away. tumor. I mean, the study was about a non-cancerous tumor. So I mean, it doesn't really say anything about a variety of other cancerous growths well, it, that you might no, get in your brain. Th- th-
0: that's actually it does say something. It doesn't say something particularly about type of cancer. Dr. Mom points out an acoustic neuroma is a tumor arising from the tissue of the eighth cranial nerve, which is what controls hearing. It's the area of the brain most likely to catch radiation from a cell phone. So if radiation is going to affect something, it's going to affect an acoustic neuroma first. And what this study shows is we didn't see an effect. (laughs) Now, that doesn't mean there'll never be an effect because of, of what you were talking about earlier, Iaz, that, that there may be longer periods needed for an effect to show up. But in 11 to 15 years, we're not seeing an effect. So, like all of these studies, we all want to just leap in and say, this says the final thing. <laughs> That's not the way science works. The way science works is you find these pieces of information, and over time, you build confidence. And what this does is nudge us a little more towards the confidence of, well, maybe cell phones don't cause cancer. But we are not there yet. We're not even at the point where we can conf- have say confidence that cell phones don't cause cancer but i think it's important to talk about these things and educate people what they do say which is you know what it's 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 pointing in the direction that maybe there's not an effect but we're still not fully done yet so just be patient
1: all right i'm also with scott too it's like on my stomach or you know at my hip when my phone is in my purse is what i'm more yep. worried about. Yep.
2: And sometimes I, I'll, I, I'll absentmindedly—I think I admitted this last time I was on TNT—but I'll absentmindedly in my car s- just stick it under my crotch because I'm just busy or something. I'm like, don't. oh, I got to tuck my phone in there, and I'm like, well <laughs> no, 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 what don't. are you doing? That definitely sounds worse
3: than my crown of cell phones. I'll say that. <laughs> <laughs> Your
2: crown
3: of cell phones. Wow. <laughs> I was anointed. Yeah. It looks good, but it's I probably know. just not a good idea. Well, I was thinking, you know, if I'm going to bake my brain, let's get it all around. <laughs> yeah, you might yeah. want it to be nice. Well, you. I don't
1: know if you believe the study. I think you're. I'll prob- Probably as fine as someone who doesn't wear a crown Continue of Continue
0: that fashion statement. You're allowed. Well, you know, in, in all seriousness, there was, a, there was another part of this study that said it didn't appear people develop their tumors preferentially on the right side of the head, where most people hold their cell phone when they talk.
1: Southpaws don't appreciate things like this.
0: Most people, not all people.
1: Right. It's science, it's not I'm trying to be prejudiced.
0: Saying. Jeez, just because Sometimes you use the devil's hand. Sometimes people
1: differently. Yeah. Sinister. The great unwashed hands. you so
0: sinister with that hand. <laughs> uh, let's move on to something that will calm us all down. A right. response to David Hyman from Netflix's uh, opinion piece on Friday, Why Bandwidth Pricing is Anti-Competitive. This comes from Wayne Watts, senior EVP and general counsel at AT AT&T. He wrote a letter into the Wall Street Journal, uh, and, uh, of course, they they took no uh, delay in printing it and and tried to pick apart Mr. Hyman's uh, arguments about why bandwidth pricing is anti-competitive. He said, of course, it's not surprising. He's the general counsel of Netflix, and if Netflix uses 30% of peak hour Internet traffic— now I've heard 20, I hadn't heard 30 before— but I heard 30 right there in that letter. There you go. Uh, you can, you can, you can, he, he starts by trying to – it's a good rhetorical tactic. Just try to undermine the credibility of your opponent right from the beginning. Then he goes on to say usage-based pricing is uh, – he says Mr. Hyman says usage-based pricing is unnecessary because bandwidth is an almost unlimited resource. Well, if that's true, why did AT&T spend $10 billion on its wireline network last year? Also, another nice rhetorical trick, kind of use one fact to imply that it's because of the other – Right. Even though there are lots of reasons you could spend $10 billion on your infrastructure and probably need to spend $10 billion on your infrastructure just to maintain it. So anyway, that might or might be true. Here's the, here's the paragraph where, where uh, Senior EVP and General Counsel Watts brings out his big guns. He says, As data traffic on wired networks grows, requiring more investment and more bandwidth, it's only fair that those who use the most pay for what they use. Only 2% of AT&T broadband customers use 20% of the bandwidth on our network today. Usage-based pricing ensures that the vast majority of customers are not forced to subsidize the enormous data consumption of a very small minority of broadband users. Now, I'm going to, for a moment, just accept that paragraph wholesale from Mr. Watts and say that's absolutely right. That's why I think that all... Voice customers on AT&T's phone network should go back to usage-based pricing. Those people who talk for hours on the phone are using a lot more bandwidth on the telephone network. Yeah, uh, I never use I my ne- phone. I, n- I never talk. I've talked very. I little. should probably pay like should five pay bucks a almost month. Almost nothing. Yeah, for telephone because they're using up the voice minutes. There's only <laughs> so many voice minutes.
1: Yeah, it's not an infinite type of an area. They use it up I can't use it
0: That's right Except that's the problem Just like voice is bandwidth Bandwidth for the internet Is not a limited amount It's not a bucket It's not if you use 20% of the bandwidth That that means there's only 80% left for everybody else that's not the way it works. In fact, uh, somebody ye- uh, yesterday said, apparently, people like Mr. Watts think that blinking routers cost more than unblinking routers. <laughs> well,
3: that can be solved by taking out the little LEDs. So, yeah. There we go.
0: There you go. Solved. Problem solved. Now, go. I'm not saying that you can't have bandwidth congestion and you don't need to add routers and capacity, uh, you know, to, to relieve congestion, but it's not this bucket myth that they're trying to push on us with these stupid arguments and stupid numbers, and I wish they'd get over it. Yes, they... They have costs they want to make more money charging on usage is a way to make more money uh, and that's fine if that's what you want to do. But don't try to tell me that it's through some sort of fairness, through some sort of like, we only have so much bandwidth in the ground. And once
2: we've used it all up, we'll be out of bandwidth. And so we have to conserve. That's just it's ridiculous. Uh, and you, you know what? You, you amen to everything you said. But also, I think it's really important to to make that one distinction, which is if they're going to go ahead and adopt this business principle or this business model, and and force it on their customers then just cop to it don't I, it's the making up part that really gets me now. And, and let's be clear: them.
0: we are talking about wireline here, not wireless. In wireless, you do have limited spectrum to deal with. It's different than bandwidth, and there's a different issue there. Uh, so we're not confusing the two, Mr. Watts, Mr. Hyman, and myself, and all of the hosts here on TNT. We're talking about wireline, and that's a whole different thing. Uh, it just doesn't work the way they want you to believe it works to swallow this usage-based pricing, and that doesn't go just for the United States. That goes for around the world, wherever you are. Wherever wherever they're trying to force this down your throats or have been for decades in some cases, Uh, you you know, they can do it if they want, but don't let them tell you it's for a stupid reason like this. We're on to you, Watts. We're on to you, AT&T. All right. Uh, We may not remember why we're on to them, though. According to a new study uh, that will be published in Science, Betsy Sparrow, Jenny Liu, and Daniel Wegner published a paper that found people are recalling information less and instead can remember where to find information they've forgotten. Uh, People expect computerized information to be continuously available and actually remember things less when they think it's available in that computer. It's called transactive memory. When you need some information you don't have, You just go to the person who does. And now that we're in the computer age, computers are in that, too. When you need information, if you know it's in Google, you just go to Google to find it.
1: I've been I mean, talking about that. this for years ever since GPS started showing up and people started using it in cars. It's like nobody knows what direction north is anymore. You go to a new city, you don't look at the map, you don't even bother to have any idea of where you are because you just have a machine that can help you. And it's... And it's, I mean, in most cases, believe me, it's very helpful. I'm, I'm aware of that. I've used it myself. But it's like, there is a whole... Part of Knowledge that A lot of people Just don't feel The need to access anymore Even
3: before yeah. that though With cordless phones With speed dial I know my yeah, mom exactly. like, I be like What number's my mom Two Just push mm-hmm. two Long enough And it'll <laughs> go Because at some point You're like I don't need to remember This stuff I don't remember Birthdays regularly If I Let's see I, I'm pretty much Like a, a, a rat in a maze Around this town So I just kind of I, remember, I remember when we remember didn't we didn't
0: write down stories in books. We just sat around the fire and told them, like you know, <laughs> Is that what the bards. Do really well. <laughs> yeah. I don't remember that, but but I mean, it's the same. It's the same principle, right? Like we don't remember these long involved stories. We have them in books, and we remember where the book is, and we remember what book it is that tells the story, but we don't have to remember the entire story and tell it to the tribe. This is sort of the next step from that, which is we no longer have to remember all these facts if we remember, oh, well, that's stored in you know a search engine or on a website or, or in a file. Uh, they did four different experiments. I'm not going to go through all four of them, but they uh, they found that people recalled less trivia when they thought the answer was saved to a computer. People remembered erased information better than saved it. Information, but remembered even better whether the info was saved or erased. Uh, And and again, Mm -hmm. none of these experiments showed that people would forget everything. They just, you know, 72% remembered uh, the erased, or 72% remembered the saved information versus 82% who remembered the erased information.
1: If we all had to call each other, we would remember each other's numbers. Obviously, in your life, you've been able to remember four or five numbers at a time and many more. But none of us know each other's numbers because we just don't have to.
2: If you know that you don't brain- have
1: to, you don't bother. Nope.
2: Our brains are wired for survival. That is who we are as human beings. We are wired to survive. And knowing my aunt's birthday does not help me survive. Now, if, if she says, if you miss my birthday, i <laughs> I don't know, by, you I don't you know your face. aunt. So. <laughs> if, if she says, I'll shoot you in the face if you miss my thing, well, then maybe I will remember it because now my life is at stake. So the survival instinct kicks in. I don't feel like this is it. Th- these kind of studies, they kind of blow by me because I just think, well, you know what? We're, we are still behaving the way human beings do. It's just that we have a lot more information now that we're interested in. Thankfully, we have ways of putting it to the side and having it for later. We're still s- wired to just remember the stuff, the active things that make us survive every day, and I, I don't think that's changing with technology at all.
3: No, Nobody's going to remember the study. You can find it online. So, and, uh, okay.
2: I, For instance, I don't have to remember the name of the next segment, because I know it's written
0: down in our document right here. Time for the Foos News. <laughs> It didn't
4: want to play. You said it wrong.
0: Google's made some changes that require YouTube users to link their account with a Google account. Added to that, Google also requires its users not to use pseudonyms. Facebook has a similar deal in place. They've taken some heat for that. The Register has kind of spun this to mean that political dissidents could no longer remain anonymous and post videos on YouTube, which is a side effect. Facebook took that same criticism. Uh, and that may technically be true, but I don't know. Dissidents could just register with a plausible-sounding name that isn't really theirs.
1: As long as it seems. Seems real. nothing like I as actor.
0: The profile
1: pic seems like it's a real person. News Corp is now the subject of an FBI probe. Yes, the FBI is investigating whether employees of News Corp hacked into the phone records or private calls of 9-11 victims. The investigation was requested by New York Representative Peter King and opened on Thursday. We will see.
3: Adobe, the French anti-piracy agency, just released a report saying that it has tracked 18 million internet users in France. According
1: to a survey, there's
3: only 37 million internet users in the whole country, so that's a little bit under 50% investigated. The agency has sent out 470,000 first warning emails, 20,000 second warnings, and just 10 with a third warning. Those on a third warning face a 1,500 euro fine and having their internet access disconnected. It takes a lot more to get
0: disconnected in France than it does with Comcast in Seattle. (laughs) <laughs> Nerdberry.net says it's confirmed with its source that RIM is working on a media hub set-top box called BlackBerry Cyclone. The box will have HDMI out, Wi-Fi, Netflix, YouTube, and access to network resources. According to its source, Nerdberry says the Cyclone looks like a larger version of the BlackBerry Presenter, RIM's device that allows BlackBerry users to connect to a projector wirelessly. The Cyclone is rumored for the fall.
1: People of India, you are interesting. Yes. In fact, you're so interesting that the Indian government wants to know all about you and what you're doing. The government has asked Google, Skype, and other social networking sites for access to communications to monitor for terrorist activity. If this sounds familiar, it is. The Indian government has asked RIM for similar access in the
0: past. Skype's going to have this issue of like we don't have central servers we have <laughs> p2p
1: it's hard to explain that to the indian government though sometimes we
0: just want the info yeah. give it to us
3: Sony's VP of digital reading, Phil Lubel, spilled some information about a new line of e-readers planned for August. The prices of these new e-readers will range from $180 to $300, so that's still way more expensive than a Nook or a Kindle. So what, what should we expect from these ne- new e-book readers? Bloomberg used the very noncommittal language that the new readers shall, quote, will probably be offered with hardware and software improvements. Wow. Wow.
0: I like that. that I like great. improvements. Sony. Both <laughs> kinds,
3: country and western.
0: The tech world is so full of scandal. Scandalous. It's, you know, it's not fine and upstanding like entertainment. Uh, anyone remember LocationGate, where iPhones and Android devices decided to track your location data? I
1: remember that. You know, it was
0: the file that Apple said, well, it's just making it easier to locate. you But fine. We'll take it out. An attorney in Korea sued Apple over that tracking and has won in a court of law. He won a whopping one million Korean won. Yeah, that's going like to take a little bit out of Apple's high. Well,
1: wow, you'd never have to work again.
0: That's $945 US.
1: Oh. <laughs> like I said. So
0: we could use it to buy. Retire today. could buy a refurb Mac Air.
3: Yeah. A yeah, couple uh, iPads. Yeah.
1: Trip. Canada, maybe? Canada trip? (laughs) If you weren't aware, Microsoft runs something called the Imagine Cup, which is a technology competition open to high school and university students. Well, the Imagine Cup Twitter account alerted its followers that finalists of the competition will receive Windows Phone 7.5 Mango release. Each student will have the phone by September. Strongly implies that Mango ought to be ready by September. Mm. Although it could be a pre-release version, not so sure. Either way, that tweet has been pulled, but not before it was read.
0: I was actually not that interested until they pulled the tweet, because you know, I mean, Paul Thurrott on Windows Weekly, he's got Mango. Mary Jo Foley's got Mango. Lots of people have Mango in the press and developers, so it's not that big a deal that they could figure out how they to give Mango to that somebody. Not
3: even related. Like, you but then get the why phone. did
0: they?
1: Why did they? Why did they post mm. for buzz like this? I don't know. Something's up.
3: NASA may be done with the manned space missions for now, but the private sector is picking up. SpaceX broke ground on Wednesday at the Vandenberg Air Force Base. Back in April, SpaceX showed off plans for its ship, the Falcon Heavy, and it's expected to launch from Cape Canaveral in 2013 or 2014. Who's ready for TNT in space? Yeah. Anybody?
1: I will wave from the ground. The vomit Hi comment. Guys.
0: You'll Skype in from the ground. Tom. I am. I am waiting for the first scheduled launch.
1: yeah From
0: okay. any of these companies, SpaceX or otherwise. That's that's the big thing that's got me unsettled. I, I want a scheduled. I want a launch date for one of these things. I'll feel a lot better. Let's move on to the randomizer. Randomizer. Bender, bending robot Rodriguez is a hero. To anyone who watches Futurama, and now we have a real-world counterpart. Point uh, it doesn't look as good as Bender, but this robotic pipe bending machine can bend raw steel with its mind, actually with its little bending things. But look, at it, it turns steel pipes, into it
3: look like they're in like they're putty. What? In yeah, they're, the- they're,
2: they're, there's a bit of a Play-Doh machine. Yeah, thing yeah totally. Here. Yeah.
3: But that's it's cool. metal. It's too bad they didn't like bend the shape of Bender with that thing. Ooh, came out. Like why not just do that? You could. They probably could wild. do. That. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like they could have yeah. made a 3D Bender out of this thing, but anyway, cool. check
0: check it out at uh, boingboing.net Dean Putney posted it up there. It's from Nissan, uh, and it basically it's a metal extruder that that can, you know, bend the pipes as it as it comes uh, extruding on out. So, pretty cool looking stuff. Just
3: watch watching me fascinated. I
0: know. On to the calendar.
1: Netflix has arrived on the Nintendo 3DS. I'm going to say this like a, it's, it's an old-timey calendar today. Google's Photovine is live. Google Photovine live. That's the one that's different from Bacasa, and we're not sure why. No, and pool we're not. party. Yeah. Pool HP pool. Touchpad going on sale in the UK, starting at British po- 399 British Pounds and going on sale tomorrow. Well, actually today, July 14th.
0: But Pool Party isn't part of Google.
3: It's my Slide. Yeah. It's Slide, same. It, it's uh, the same. It is? Same. Yeah, it, doesn't
0: just, it, doesn't it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense yeah, at all. Yeah, you,
3: you're applying logic. you think that would be Sorry, a different project. Yeah, no, no,
1: Wait, Pool Party's the same as what?
0: Pool Party's pool. Slide, which is owned by Google. Uh-huh. So we not only have Pool Party as photo-sharing mobile, but mm-hmm. we have uh, PhotoVine and Picasa.
1: Right.
3: And Google Plus Photos, which is, might right. be Picasa. Wait, wait
0: and Google should. just bought Instagram. No, they no, didn't.
3: No, that I just made that part up. We got an email from Rob (laughs) Adams in New Jersey. He says "New Jersey." he installed Carbonite on his iMac and his wife's MacBook. Recently, he upgraded the hard drive to a one terabyte drive. His problem uh, arose when he tried to restore it from a Carbonite backup. He noticed the download was going slow and expected expected that to happen. A day later, it appeared that the downloading had stopped completely. He called Comcast to explain the situation, and, and he asked if his connection was being throttled. I was told I was near my cap for the month, and if I went over this month or tried to download too much data, the following month, my service would be suspended. So Comcast suggested I slowly download my data for the next few months. Yeah. I love the idea of Carbonite and would love to continue using the service, but I don't know what to do. So Comcast's solution was to just dis- download your backups... Over the course of right. months. Well, because they
0: only have so many gigabytes in their bucket, guess. <laughs> and okay. if he downloads his whole terabyte, then there won't be any gigabytes left for anybody else. Don't be so greedy, Rob.
3: Yeah. yeah I mean, if you're just a terabyte. Who uses a terabyte of data? That's like, I mean, 612
1: six, is. Is a terabyte I mean, even six, real? 6, 612, 612 too kilobytes big ought to, to be even enough. Be for that's real. Anybody. fine.
3: He's just not using the right compression. Right.
0: <laughs> what could he possibly have in that terabyte? That's Comcast's business to know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is just insane. anyway. This this is it's only going to get worse before it gets better. Uh, but Rob, you know what? Uh, the, the only thing you can do is change your service to somebody else, and I don't know if you have that option. Uh, whether you've got a decent DSL provider or if you've got some third party, look into it. Though, go to DSLReports.com. I think BroadbandReports.com is what they call themselves these days. Same URL, uh, and and put in your your zip code and find out just exactly who is available. Well, if he wants to see uh, the Comcast, you. the business now,
3: one is uncapped, right? The business. Uh Uh, yeah you could it's much more expensive right that's
0: that is another way If you don't want to cap
3: apparently you have to pay a lot
0: of money if if you've got the uh if you've got the ability to afford a more expensive connection you could switch to business uh and also you could uh you could go to like a starbucks and just sit there on their wi-fi
3: and let starbucks lose their wi-fi yeah
0: Yeah,
1: that's an (laughs) awesome
0: somewhere where they have free wi-fi solution yeah um, so. But,
1: you know, the, we, the other day we all said, ah, oh, this is all just going to start happening more and more, isn't it? Didn't take long for someone else to write in and say, I'm hosed.
0: Yep. Yeah. All right, let's thank uh, folks who submit to our subreddit at technewstoday.reddit.com. Thanks to Return Zero, Dusty342, Grizzly82, Pete C., Draconos, Pottech, Neelam, Marco Peru, and more. Uh, Appreciate your submissions and appreciate everybody who votes things up and down there. Really helps us out in determining what to put in the show every day and what stuff you guys want to discuss. Bricks.twit.tv is still open for business. We have but six more TNTs after this one in the old studio and soon we will be doing tech news today in the new twit studio just steps away from your brick from your message we could be seeing it every day when we come in the door on the way to work bricks.twit.tv is the place for you to make that happen and uh, and help us pay for chairs because we would like to sit while we do the show
1: You know, know, standing desks are all the rage. I
0: know they're all Scott Johnson. They're better for
1: us, but I don't want to do it. You're sitting
0: right now, though. You're not standing. No, I'm, I'm, I
2: don't know what I'm doing. He's floating. i got a little <laughs> stool action going. We don't
1: today. need yeah. to know what he's doing. We what can't do see below that. I,
2: I feel yeah. i got to sit down for this. Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> this
0: is, you're going to be here a while. <laughs> yeah. Hey, so but you stand during your other shows. What are some of those?
2: I do. Uh, well, I would probably point people today to the direction of our morning show. Uh, the morning stream happens every Monday through Thursday. We finished our uh, last episode of the week today. It's myself and Brian Ibbett of Coverville fame. Many people may be familiar with with that show and uh, we just have a really good time it's pop culture it's news it's tech it's all kinds of stuff all week even tom makes an appearance on wednesdays Uh, it's way way too fun for just one audience to handle so go check it out it's at uh, frogpants.com slash tms and thanks to
0: everybody for watching. You can find us on the web, twit.tv/tnt. Give us a call two six zero T N T show. Leave us a voicemail. Keep it under thirty seconds. Make it really smart. We might play it on the show, but we listen to all of them anyway. At least I as does. T N T at twit.tv is our email address. Send us a note. Let us know how you're doing. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Take care.